Lord, we just pray that you bless your word today as we dig in and that every marriage listening would be strengthened and encouraged through the word of God today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Shar. How you doing, babe? Doing good. What? Doing it's good? about our 20-something episode? No, 32? No way. Three. This is 32 or 33. Wow. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. How was Thanksgiving? We just came off Thanksgiving. This is our first episode to drop since uh, the big day. We did yeah, good, yeah? We did, we did good. We <laughs> finally threw away all of our leftovers yeah, yesterday. We, uh, we ate turkey everything for over We took everything days. and dressing everything yeah. and cranberry and yeah. yams and it was so good. It was awesome. It's Great my family most time. Most favorite meal You've ever. always loved Thanksgiving. Yeah. That I, meal. I, I love it. It's yeah. the rolls. Of the it's pretty average for me. Mashed potatoes, the gravy and corn. Now, and okay. Now a great open face yeah, yeah. sandwich. Okay. I'm all in. Okay. Now that no, you like it. Yeah. No, that's good. It was great. Being with family, it was wonderful. <laughs> good. Have I, hope, a lot. I hope everyone else had a wonderful Thanksgiving too. One of We have one of our children lived down in Florida. We're here in California, so they weren't able to make it, but we had everybody else here and going strong. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. Kids God. everywhere. Yeah, there was what about twenty of us, and yeah, we played games until like about midnight. It was awesome. It was. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We have so much to be grateful for, we right? Do. We do. All right. Well, uh, hey, I'm excited about this. This is our fourth episode in really it's a, a long. One already? It is number four. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's in a series called Kickstarters to a Powerful Marriage. That it comes from the idea that. The, probably the most well-known passage on marriage in maybe all the Bible is Ephesians 5 there, verse beginning at verse 22, talks to wives uh, and then to husbands and shares the roles there of husbands and wives. And uh, But very few people, I think, read up above it. Uh, and there's a number of verses that work its way into all of that great text, starting at verse 22 of Ephesians 5 there. So we call them Kickstarters because... Honestly, if you just did <laughs> did those things, and we oh, count 10 of them. This right. is number four. <laughs> oh, uh, we have 10 of them? There are 10 of these. I thought it was five. No, this is a 10-parter, man. We're going. Okay, yeah. there you go. And uh, so this fourth part actually comes from verse 17. Let me read it and get my Bible out here. Um, Ephesians 5.17 says, Therefore, do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is. It's already Mm. talked about uh, being wise. It's talked about um, walking as a wise person, talks about redeeming the time because the days are evil. Um, And now we're talking about understanding the will of the Lord. And when it comes to marriage, family, I got to tell you that one of the great struggles that we've run into, even our own life, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, in the earliest days of our marriage, could it be said of us, babe, do you think that we had any kind of real understanding of what the will of the Lord? Not to get a divorce. Well, that, yeah, I, but it's I so much that. more than that. We did know <laughs> well, that much, yes, that I, this I, was for life, right? That this was for life, yeah. right. Uh-huh. But we didn't no. understand the whole will of the Lord for no. our marriage, no. 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 And we're just really well, every day we grow scratching the surface of it, I think, right now. True that. After all these years. The question to me, what is God's will or what is the will of the Lord? I, I, not just in concerning marriage, but that's for our purposes today. We're just talking about the will of the Lord for marriage. It's not 
every facet of life, money, uh, stewardship, uh, your uh, human sexuality, your the sphere of work and labor, um, all of that. There's so many spheres of life. We're just talking about marriage here, the will of the Lord for marriage. But for, for the believer, the professing believer, that should be the burning question, right? It should be. And I do hear people a lot say, I wonder what God's will is for this. God's will is for that. God's will is for this. But what's so awesome about that is that most of it is in his word. Oh, of there, what yeah. his will yeah. for your the, life is. The general will of God mm-hmm. for all of creation is revealed biblically. It is revealed. The specific will of God, when to move to Albuquerque and what job to not take. Right. Or, uh, you know, That's what we all get tripped up th- on. Those are the specifics that no one can answer for anybody. And, and well, we are all trusting that the Lord is guiding us mm-hmm. as he promised, that the Holy Spirit would lead our life. And, and, and it takes a level of faith. Big time. Always. Big time. Because it's impossible yeah. to please God without the, the faith. That but faith. the general will of God, mm-hmm. we can we can all know. As an example, that's, that's a good point. First Thessalonians says mm-hmm. at one point that it is God's will, our sanctification. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I've had believers ask me, gosh, you know, when I was pastoring, pastor, what, I just need to know the Lord's will for my life. I said, well, I know that. Dude, that's, he's going to sanctify you, meaning he's going to shape and mold Christ in you. And restore the image of, of God in your life by the power of his spirit. He's doing that in every true believer. Because right? that word sanctification kind of throws people. Oh, it's times. a big word. It's a big word. Yeah. Just means to be set apart for mm-hmm. him. So anyway, let's t- it should be the burning question on every believer's life and particularly in marriage. So let's just start with a question for, for anyone listening. It, have you ever asked, I need to understand the will of the Lord. That's what the scripture says there. In Ephesians five seventeen, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Now, it, now, when you say understanding the will of the Lord for your marriage, yeah. So you're saying as couples that we need to start praying. What is God's will for our marriage, or what biblically revealed is the will of the Lord for our marriage? Is yeah. that where we're going? Yeah, I don't need to pray about that. Mm-hmm. No, uh, that's revealed in the scripture. Exactly. And that's what we're going to go over today. Because we're not going to be the general, making... Is the general will of God for every single married couple. That's awesome. Right? Now, again, people may ask, well, well I, I just, we have an opportunity to take a job, you know, in Wichita. Are we supposed to or not? Can't answer that one. Right. <laughs> but but the general question, and this is the burning one, and it's- And, uh, to and be, the most important question. To be frank, absolutely. Right. To be frank, it's the one that so many believers don't get. Mm-hmm. Because there's a default. If I don't understand what the will of the Lord is, I am going to de all of us will by human nature will default to our flesh. We will think that marriage is for me. Mar- marriage, the general will of God for my marriage it, right. is for me to be happy. For me to be happy, right? And 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 therefore Which my I spouse, like I, I am married. <laughs> yeah. So l- let's talk this through a little bit. As as followers of Jesus, really everything we do, every enterprise, every action, every ambition in our life, every project we're in should reflect the the glory of the Lord. By that, I mean His attributes, His goodness, His mm-hmm. love, His mm-hmm. grace, His tender mercies, His forgiveness. This, those, those attributes of God should be put on display in every enterprise right. of our in, life, in, every in sphere. Every area. Mm-hmm. So certainly, Marriage should be that, right? Yeah. Okay. Number uh, one. Yeah. First Corinthians ten thirty one. Paul in that passage, Paul's talking about uh, 
um, how we decide to deal with the gray areas of life. Back in the day, he was talking about eating meat that had been sacrificed mm-hmm. to idols. Right. And, and he's helping them understand, look, give that liberty up. Though you have the liberty, give that up. And he wraps up that section by saying, therefore, whatever you eat or drink, and then there's a parenthesis here, a comma, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's again, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. That, that's, the, that's the call for mm-hmm. every part of life. Mm-hmm. Every part. So we're just applying God's will for marriage, right? Mm-hmm. This, this, this part of our life. Mm-hmm. We're applying that theological truth that everything I do should be for the glory of the Lord. So it poses the glory of the Lord. So it poses a question, am I functioning as a husband in this marriage to glorify God or to get my propers? When you put it like that, it's huge. It, it is. It's huge. And every believer is, is going to want to say, Gotta deal with it. Yep. I want to glorify God. Right. But yet in our actions, yep. when it gets tough, yep. which is a lot, why am I doing that? Yep. And we have to ask ourselves as a wife or a husband if we are doing that. This is not about my spouse right. and his walk with the Lord and glorifying God. It's about my my own walk as a yeah. wife. And I think I think this is one of the things that makes marriage matters unique is that again, we're building a theology for marriage. And mm-hmm. this that's what this is. This is getting a right theology, whether you're a husband or a wife listening, it's getting your head right. Right. It's getting it straight in your head, understanding, here we are, understanding what the will of the Lord is for your marriage. Right. And what 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 I'm telling you as as it is in all facets of life. It's, it's to glorify the right. Lord. And we've touched on that many we times many before. Times. And I don't think that most married couples are taught this often. No. As I really never was. Right. It's this marriage needs to reflect who right. Jesus is. Right. And if people don't see that, then we need to yeah. check of what's going on in our yeah. marriage to make sure people do and make adjustments to make right. sure people do if we really want to glorify God yeah. in our through our marriage. Yeah. So here's what's weird. So the success of a marriage, if we ask people, are you happy? That's not the real question. The real question is, is Jesus being manifest or seen or put on display through your married life? I I know a lot of people, I've I've seen and experienced people who say, yeah, I'm I'm happy. My my wife does what I want her to do, Mm -hmm. right? She cleans the house. She does the stuff. I'm a happy guy, Mm -hmm. right? But that relationship can in no way put the attributes of Christ on display. Right. It's selfish. Yeah. It's self-centered. So it's, are we are we going to get into this? Here we are. We're going to turn a corner in, in some minutes and 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 again give actually four hang some flesh oh, on this. That's, that's great. And hang four ways that it, look how to check whether right. my marriage it, is really it, glorifying exactly. the Lord. Right. Uh, Peter puts it another way. He says, look, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the utterances of God. And if anyone ministers, let him do it as the with the ability that God supplies. That in, and here it is, that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. This is the believer's life. So we fit marriage within that, mm-hmm. that great truth that everything about my life is designed, should be designed to glorify the Lord. But here's the rub, family, <laughs> that... That since the fall of man into sin, our idol of choice has been me. Yep. I worship me. By my fallen nature, if you're listening, you do too. 
we worship me, the the great I, right? And, and it's not in just this culture. At no, this it's time, everywhere. But it's pretty bad now when you have a magazine called Self and yeah. everybody's thinking about <laughs> self. Yeah. But in every culture since the beginning of time, since the fall of man, absolutely, we worship the ourselves. idol of choice for mm-hmm. hu- fallen humankind is me. In other words, the fallen nature makes wants to make it craves to make everything about mm-hmm. me. Again, every enterprise, mm-hmm. every relationship, every deal I make, every event in my life, we want right our way, our yeah, advancement, our benefit, mm-hmm. all of that. Right. Gang, this is why Paul has to strongly exhort in Philippians 2 3. He says, Look, let nothing, and this is a, I tell you what, if you're as a married person today, this should be on your bathroom mirror, this verse mm-hmm. scribed there. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem, and I'm going to underscore that word, esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only for your own interest, which is what we do by nature, that's our fallen nature, but also, and this is counterintuitive to us, for the interests of the others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It's it's just a, that passage, to be honest, it almost frightens me. No, it is. It's very sobering. It, it, sobering, that's a great Mm -hmm. word. It kind of wakes you up a Mm -hmm. little bit. Again, the word better, I, I, I just, did a little bit of a dive into that word where it says, let each esteem others better than himself. That word better is translated other places. It's only used like five times in the New Testament as supreme, esteem others more supreme than you, (laughs) (laughs) esteem others higher, more elevated Mm -hmm. than you, which means you are lower, Mm -hmm. means excellent. It's translated excellent in another verse. They are more excellent than you or, or better. Me esteeming Charlene more excellent, better, and higher in value than me, that is counterintuitive to every human being's flesh. It is. We do not want to do Mm -hmm. that, but that is what we're called to do. So again, begs the question, dear one, are you doing that? Is it? Have you even asked the Lord, Lord, it's so natural for me to esteem myself higher I'm more worthy, I'm more worth, I have more worth, I'm more important, I'm better. We don't actually say it. Oh, no. It, it, but in our behavior, you know it. It underlines all right. of our behavior. It does. Right. It does. Yes, because only the work of the Spirit can yeah. make us different so, than that. So think about what we're saying. How important is it? The stuff we're saying, I know I've read a lot of Bible today, but this is what it takes to understand the will of the Lord. These are the, This is the Kickstarter. You want a great marriage? Then understand the will of the Lord. It's really interesting. The word understand here is the root of that word means together. It means to put it together. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Gang, put it together in your head. Get it right. Mm -hmm. Put it together. The will of the Lord is that he is glorified. And to do that, we're going to have to get over ourselves and esteem each other higher than ourselves. Right. Right. Okay, so four ways to do that. Let's get to it here. Got a few more minutes. We're going to move quickly here. Let's, we're getting as practical as we can here. We don't live with everybody, so we can't really be completely practical. Right. Uh, if I was a fly on a wall, we could, but I'm not. Or but, driving in the car with you. That's, I've always said, 
<laughs> I could solve every, I, I know who the real problem is in any marriage situation. If I could for a week, put a little camera in their car that they don't know about and then review that tape. And I could say, okay, dude, it's you, man. I've been watching it now. It is you. It's just probably both. It's just <laughs> it's always both. both. It's both. It takes two. It takes two. So here's, I, here's what, I, what we know. We know that if our marriage is going to glorify Jesus, and meaning it's going to reflect who he is, then number one, there has to be unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. You know this verse, everybody, that he gave his only begotten son, uh, that whoever believes should not perish but have eternal life. He loved the world, and that love translated out in what was given. Mm-hmm. The love of God, Romans 5, 8 says, that, that God shows or puts on display his love for the world to see in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's a little harder, though. For this, us humans. Oh yeah, and that's a tough one. Well, that's but that's that's what especially the unconditional part. This is what I have an issue with at times: is that I'm good loving until something that's not loving to love, lovable. Yeah, yeah. it's lovable. It's not lovable. Yeah, and, honey, that's called conditional. Well, I, I I know that, and I <laughs> I agree with that. Well, you know, one time this reminds me of. On my 50th birthday, I think that you had sent me some flowers, which isn't often because you know I don't like things that perish. Right. So I'd rather have a plant. But you sent me this beautiful bouquet of roses, and it was be- it was gorgeous. And I did I loved it. And there was th- the front flower that I looked at. It was huge. Front flower, though, what I was looking at every day had a flaw in it. And it, it just bugged me. And every time I looked at that bouquet, I saw the flaw. That's all I saw. I didn't see the other 25 roses or how many were in there that were gorgeous and probably perfect. And I kept focusing on this flaw. Really? Yes. And I'm going, okay, this is ripping me off. This beautiful <laughs> bouquet of flowers has this flaw in it. And I can't keep my eye and off I, it. That's all I see. And the Lord just, just reminded me in my heart how I focus, not on the whole beauty of mm. our marriage and what it can be, but I always focus on that flaw. When I see a flaw, I focus on it. And what I had to do is I had to turn the bouquet around so I didn't see the flaw anymore. Mm. So I wasn't focusing on it. And and every time I start getting irritated, I don't mean it's bad, but with you on some areas that maybe I would consider a little bit of a flaw. I have tons of them. If it was two dozen roses and only one was flawed, that means... That like, okay, there's a lot of good. I, that's what I said. There's <laughs> mostly good, but every so often there might be a little flaw that comes up and I tend to focus on it. And I just keep looking at it, looking at it, picking at it, looking at it. And it's all I see. Pretty soon it's all I see. Sometimes the Lord says, would you just turn the bouquet around and you focus on all the other beautiful things? How many marriages have you and I sat with oh, over the years oh, I know. where you're, mm-hmm. we're talking to really good people? Mm-hmm. These the great people, wonderful people. They love the Lord. They're by all by all accounts, mm-hmm. they're solid, solid people. But they cannot quit focusing on the just flaw. yammering on each other over flaws. Yeah, right. But here's the truth: we're all flawed. Yes, we are. Shawnee and I have been teaching young couples, particularly that they're marrying a flawed person. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. I'm flawed. Shar's flawed. flawed. We're all flawed. So what we fall in love with in the beginning of a relationship is the upside. Mm -hmm. 
And man, we fall madly in love with that upside of that person that's so easy to love, takes very little or no effort or mm-hmm. commitment right. at all. No work of the spirit. And then all of a sudden we begin to see that with that personality comes a downside. And that's what unconditional love loves. Look, we've right. said it before. I come as a whole person. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that can happen is for Charlene to separate out and say, well, look, I love this, this, and this, but I hate this. Mm-hmm. And I go, look, I, I right. bring a, a flaw. I can't cut I, my arm off. No, I can be working on stuff. Exactly. And I should be. Right. But in the end, this is who I am and you are you who you are. And I love all of you right. and I'm not going anywhere. I accept all of you, you, the tough stuff and the awesome stuff. And that's what God does for us. Well, what is he more loves like us Jesus. with that unconditional that love. That is what Jesus does. Absolutely. He, and that's what we love about him. Right. It's like, you love me right. for, for all, all of my me. flaws. And yeah. I know my flaws, Sure. but Jesus loves me. Yeah. And he never tries to separate right. or just focus on this one. He might say, hey, let's work on this. Yeah, oh, sure he, he does. But I feel so loved and accepted right. by him. And I feel so loved and accepted by you too. And it's a wonderful feeling yeah. to be loved and oh, accepted. The security To, to know that you're really loved. Yeah. And you know your flaws yeah. better than the other person even knows yeah. your flaws. I would love it if every couple listening went home today and, sa- and said to their spouse, look, I want you to know I love all of you. Uh, that, that even the hard stuff, we're right. going to make it. We're going to mm-hmm. keep working, but but I don't reject. Right, I'm not going to this reject. piece of you. Right, I married the whole person, and I'm committed mm-hmm. to the whole person right. here. Okay, number two. So you start unconditional love. If your marriage or mine is going to reflect Christ at all, it, it's going to require an unconditional love between mm-hmm. us. Number two, sacrifice and service. We can't talk about the love of Jesus being on display through Charlene and my's life without talking about Mm -hmm. a visible, measurable sacrifice and service to one another. In John 15, Jesus says, this is my commandment. You love one another as I have loved you. And then he mentions greater love has no man this than this, than to lay down his life for a friend. It's really interesting. I said all along that there's no way, honey, that you could can measure uh, or be secure in the love I have for you if it's absent of sacrifice. I totally and service. agree with that 100%. I can say it. You can say I it. I love it you, honey. Yeah, it I love you, babe. Yep. I can say it a million times. I can write it in a letter, but until there is sacrifice in my life, meaning that I forego some good to me to give her the highest life possible without strings attached. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought of that one? Yeah. That, Not yeah. without thinking you're going to get something, get something in, in return. <laughs> just. Are you talking to me? No, I'm not talking to you. I'm just, well. Yeah, probably. Sometimes. But most of the time, I think the reason that we sacrifice for our spouse is that we want something in return. We're really loving. We're we really, really wanting, are loving ourselves. Exactly. You bet. Yeah. And, no. Sacrifice. Exactly. That maybe isn't even deserved. Get this. The sac- Look, what did we do to deserve the sacrifice made for our redemption? I know. Zero. Zero. You can't earn it. And this is why you need the work of the Holy Spirit 
to help you in these areas. Oh, you man. can't do this on your own. Oh. You cannot work this up in your flesh. That's a great and, point. And sometimes that's what we do. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. At least I do. I say, oh, right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I can't do it. Right. And I have to r- realize I'm at the point in my walk with the Lord, I realize I can't do anything apart from Jesus Christ. Yeah. And if I want this attribute in my life, it comes through a lot of prayer. Yeah. In and by a work of His grace. Exactly. It's just, yeah. Exactly. And I think that some people look at other marriages and go, oh, I want to be like that. And they 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 think it's coming easy for the people that are mm-hmm. showing this kind of love for their spouse. It doesn't come easy. Yeah. It doesn't. So it begs the question, is there enough sacrifice in my life and service to Charlene that she can measure and know mm-hmm. that I love? Because... I mean, the scripture is very clear that the love of God was manifest in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. We didn't deserve it. Christ died for the ungodly. He put his love on display for the whole, all of creation to witness. And it was witnessed by what he gave. And this is his will for our marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay. Two more real quick. Okay. Uh, If my marriage or if our marriage, if your marriage gang is going to reflect Christ and glorify him, which is the will of the Lord, Mm -hmm. what we're talking about here is understanding the will of the Lord. Mm -hmm. It it, it must be evidenced by free giving forgiveness. Mm. Forgive one another. Be quick to forgive one another. Do not withhold forgiveness from your spouse for you have been forgiven of so much, each of you, if you're a believer today. And we went through this. Um, in the forgiveness in the cycle, for- mm-hmm. forgiveness cycle. If you guys want some more expounding a on whole episode that, on the this, forgiveness, yeah. go listen to that again. If you're having some issues with that, because mm-hmm. it really gets your heart and your mind in the yeah. right conditions that you can freely yeah. forgive and what in, it looks like. In fact, we, a married couple may display the attributes of God and the, and the beauty and the winsomeness of Jesus to the world in no better way them by forgiving one another for our shortcomings and failures, even the wounds that we incur along the way. Well, that's in life in general. This this was written to us as believers. Sure. But how much more important it is in your marriage, someone you live with 24-7, yeah. and there's going to be probably a lot more to forgive. Yeah. yeah. And we need to be good at it. And then fourthly, let's get to the last one we'll wrap up, is just unity. Mm-hmm. A unified mm-hmm. husband and wife. Look, the very essence of God is three, he is three distinct persons and one God, one mm-hmm. deity, uh, Father, Son, and Spirit dwelling in perfect union. When Charlene and I are, are, are unified, uh, it is visible. It's, it is. It, you, to you, everyone. You bet. And it is putting on display the very nature of God who mm-hmm. dwells in perfect union, Father, Son, Spirit. So being unified together and being quick to unify and when you are fractured and disjointed, that's not glorifying to the Lord. That's not putting him on display at all. So what we're getting down to here when it comes to understanding the will of the Lord, the big idea here that we're trying to convey is that uh, purpose, um, will of the Lord for your marriage is not solely you being happy. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes when you include sacrifice, free forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, unconditional love, these are hard things that will press you to the wall. And But they're the things that really do manifest the Lord. And living in unity for two people who 
want to know the will of the Lord for their marriage and want to live in that, unity can be achieved. You still will have some ups and downs and you're going to have some issues. That's, yeah. that's just the way, but you can live in unity, Oh yeah, live in peace and unity. And that is the will of the Lord for our lives, yeah. for all of us as Christians to live yeah. in unity with our brothers and sisters in Christ and with our families. It's to live in unity. That's the, what the Lord desires. I think the most damaging theology, for, and it's common to so many of us, it was probably the way I, what I brought into marriage, my understanding wasn't of the will of the Lord. Mm -mm. My understanding was this is all about me, man. This is the will of Kenny. This is about me getting mine and me getting happy. And she, what, you know, I was quick to quote, you know, uh, not good that man should be alone, created that perfect help me. Mm -hmm. Look, you're supposed to be helping me, man. Mm -hmm. And, but there is this overarching will of the Lord that our marriages glorify God and that it will never go until there is personal sacrifice, right. unconditional love, forgiveness, and unity. So these are really important things. Bottom line is now, dear ones, you understand the will of the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's what this was all about. So uh, go do the will of the Lord, mm -hmm. walk in the will of the Lord, and put Jesus on display mm -hmm. in your married life for the world to see. Right on? Right. Exactly. Awesome. And pray a lot. This was fun, babe. Mm -hmm, I love your story about the roses. Did, you, did I never tell you? You that, never that story? told me that. It's it was a, it's ingrained in my head. No, and I'll never I forget tend that to story. See the flawed stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, but I only have one. You what? Uh, I, I, oh, flaw. I mean, if no, there's twenty four awesome. and and there's only one flaw, you're that awesome. means there's twenty three awesome Today, roses. Today you're really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Today is a good day. Oh goodness. We normally get into a. Argument sometime around podcast time. For some reason, we tend to um, our fellowship gets heated. It it does. Yeah. It gets a little yeah, bit. A little bit. We don't do the podcast when we're like that. Maybe we should sometime. <laughs> no, thank <laughs> and goodness. Then you know we're all just just we're all like each other. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to Marriage Matters with Ken and Shar. Check us out our website, kenandshar.com. Drop us an email. You can get Charlene at char at kenandshar.com and me at ken at kenandshar.com. We'd love to hear from you. And God bless you mm -hmm. until next time. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.